This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, 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 well. Yet another reason why you should have been listening to the show if you weren't last week, and that's on you. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. Mr. Fortenbaugh proposed this last week, and it has come to fruition. Former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, who now, of course, is a senior offensive analyst and a quarterback's coach at USC, expected to interview for the Bears' offensive coordinator job. Hmm, Kingsbury's, of course, USC's Caleb Williams is expected to get strong consideration as the number one pick. That has been the rumor for a while, is that Caleb Williams and Cliff Kingsbury are a package deal. The Bears are drafting number one overall. It's either stick with Justin Fields or trade him and bring in Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick. So why, mind you, would the Chicago Bears be interested in interviewing Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive coordinator position? Because they're going to draft Caleb Williams and they're going to trade away Justin Fields and ride with the number one overall pick. Listen, I understand the mentality. I get it, and I have no problem with it. I actually think that Justin Fields, while I love him as a talent, Chicago is not the right place for him to be right now, considering they have cycled through all these coordinators that they have so far. And this is, at the very least, even if it was a package deal, a definitive way for the organization to go and they tell you right away this is where we are headed and i'm good with that i think it's good for the bears i think it'll end up being very good for fields once he gets traded uh just i'm assuming he'll get put in a better situation maybe i shouldn't make that assumption but i i just think from a bears perspective i i got no issue with going with williams and bringing in somebody to help him be successful right away how distracting is it to you when over your shoulder, the giant TV here presents the Golden Retriever. It's a giant dog. I love dogs. It's so friendly looking. It is, I saw it pop up and you looked and you were like, oh my God, I got to contend with this. It's a beautiful, beautiful dog. Earlier in the show. Wonderful screensaver. Earlier in the show, I accidentally let my, my mic stay on during a break. And I yelled out because found out that somebody here has their dog here today. And I said something that America heard and was like, who's got their dog here today? I want to see the dog. Bring me the puppy. I am You and the mic, on off, on off. It's like you go into a Hall of Fame last night. Did you bring that up at all? No. The fact that from day one until now, the Hall of Fame induction still problems Can't with turning it. it on or off. It's really problematic to try to push a button. <laughs> This Bears thing is going to be great. So now, interesting, kind of a signal flare going up to the rest of the NFL. If you are interested in Justin Fields, Bears look to be open for business. Now we see who makes the phone calls. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. So you know that Mike McCarthy is coming back. You know that Jerry Jones has made the decision to bring him back with the thought process that he has won 36 games over a three-year period. He has demonstrated great regular season success. And while this is not acceptable, I have full confidence in what he is doing. (sighs) I guess we're okay with losing. That's what it means to me. At least losing when it matters the most. It's terrific that he's had all this regular season success. And it's awesome that he was able to put them in the position 
of being the number two seed when the Eagles uh, fell off a little bit, the Cowboys pounced, and then they just completely wasted it. And the head coach was a big reason why. I'm still trying to figure all of this out, and I'm wondering, did he even try to go another route? Jerry? Yeah. I think Jerry's motivation here is strictly you don't tell Jerry Jones how to run the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones tells you how we're going to run the Dallas Cowboys. So he did it out of spite. I think that's a part of this. I really do. I think he he has the entire country telling him he needs to fire this guy. And he's thinking to himself, look, I bought this team in the late 80s for $140 million. It's now worth $9 billion. And that's one of several transactions I've conducted in my life that has been very profitable to me. He is one of the marquee power players in terms of getting the NFL from where it was to where it is today in terms of TV revenue. There's a great story about how one of the networks eventually got involved in the early 90s and the struggle to see who'd get AFC games, who'd get NFC games. And the old guard of owner, if you read this story, I think The Ringer did it. If you this, The old guard was very happy at one point presenting an option of giving some money back to the networks because they hadn't delivered well the previous season. And Jerry Jones and I believe it was Pat Bolin, the owner of the Denver Broncos, were like, no, no, no. We have something that's far more valuable than than even we realize. We can charge more. We should be charging more. We should be drumming up the, 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 the interest rates. We should be pumping this thing. He's a big reason why. The NFL is where it is today. Jerry Jones is not about to let sports talk radio and you and me and Greenberg and Evan Cohen and everybody else tell him how he's going to run his franchise. I think he thinks he's going to win with McCarthy just to stick it to all of us. That's well, part of it. Not the sole reason, but I right. think that's part of it. I guess my argument would be, how's that worked out for the last It's worked years? out very poorly. He's clearly very stubborn. Why can, how can you be a person that has been that incredibly business savvy and successful over that period of time to take a 140 million dollar investment and turn it into 9 billion and not be smart enough to spot your own weakness because i think to him they're not as weak as we see them we look at them as super bowl That's or willful blindness yeah we look yeah. at them as you're going to compete seriously for the super bowl or we are going to mock you and call for your jobs he looks at it as we just won 12 games in, in the regular season, three years in a row. We just won the NFC East. We beat the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl last year. We're doing well. He sees it as we're doing well. We came up a little bit short in the big game in the playoffs. And yeah, we've had some struggles in the postseason. But all in all, he's of the belief that he's got one of the crown jewels. Like, we're right there with the Niners and, and the Ravens and everybody else. We won 12 games. We're really good. We just kind of came up short in this one game, but I believe we can get over the hump. He does not view success the way we do. It's very clear from all their words. Uh, great regular season. Mike's done such a tremendous job in the regular season. He has. That's how they gauge success in Dallas. They don't gauge it by Super Bowls, clearly, because they haven't won one or even played for one in decades. Well, Having said that, here is Mike McCarthy and his message to the fans today. We have a, an unbelievable fan base, uh, and, they have, and they should be frustrated. Um, uh, we're extremely disappointed, uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my, my message would be this. Uh, we, we, we have established a, a, you know, a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the, we have the right people. Um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but, you know, I, I know how to win. And and uh, we will get over that threshold. 
you know, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. Listen, there, I've seen it too many times where somebody gets up there after incredible disappointment and says things like that. I have so much faith that we're going to get it done, and I'm telling you we're going to get it done, and the words just ring hollow. And those words ring incredibly hollow to me right now. But in his mind, and it is true, he's won a Super Bowl. He does not view himself and his legacy the same way all of us do. We look at McCarthy and we say, Mike, you don't understand game management. You're routinely getting out coached. You're not that great. Dallas can do better. And he's sitting there thinking, I've won a Super Bowl, and I've won 12 games in the regular season three years in a row in Dallas. Jerry's looking at him saying, this guy's won. Like, we're the ones that set these ridiculous expectations for the Cowboys, and then when they don't hit them, we bury the Cowboys. And a lot of people do that. In Dallas, they think everything is fine. They they think that they came up short, but Mike's a great coach who's won a Super Bowl and has done great things in the regular season. I, they don't measure it like we do. I heard the owner the other day say he was floored at what happened. He was floored. Apparently he wasn't I then. think he was floored that, like, Green Bay was so good. It's like, wow, I mean, Green Bay just... What a performance. We just didn't have it that day. Yeah, but you didn't have it last that year against the Niners. You didn't have it the year before that against the Niners. That wasn't a bad day. That was a butt kicking, and it was a butt kicking because of unpreparedness. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Very excited. Tomorrow on the program, Calvin Johnson. Whoa is going to join us, the Lions Hall of Fame receiver. I cannot wait to talk to him about what's been going on in Detroit. And you know, for a guy like that, there's got to be a little bit of jealousy, but there's also got to be a little bit of pride in there as well, a lot of it in what's going on. So Calvin Johnson uh, going to join us tomorrow on the show. Don't forget that the divisional round this weekend begins with the Texans and the Ravens Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. The game is on ESPN, ABC, and, of course, ESPN Plus coverage begins 2 p.m. Eastern with postseason NFL countdown. In moments, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your chance to weigh in on Mike McCarthy coming back and if Jerry Jones is making a massive mistake. Plus, why is this year going to be any different for the MVP in 2024? We'll get into it in moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Last time out, not so hot. 0-2, down 2.1 units. Overall, 128, 137-2, down 19 units slowly climbing out of this hole thanks to a big week last week, but there's plenty of work to be done. We're going to go to the association tonight. We got two bets on the same individual, okay? Emmanuel Quickly of the Toronto Raptors. We're going to bet over five and a half assists. That's minus 105. And we're going to bet the alternate assist line over six and a half. That's plus 165. If memory serves, he hit for us last week. Quickly has been very good in this department. Thank you for bringing that up. He had nine assists in his last game since he's gone to Toronto in the trade that netted. Who did net the Knicks? All of a sudden, I'm blanking. OG OG Ananobi, right. Because now that Siakam went to Indiana, I'm all confused. Since that trade, he's been used a heck of a lot more in Toronto. More minutes, more facilitating. He came in, he played one game. After that one game where he had limited minutes, he had 28 assists in a four-game stretch. Then he had a couple down games, and then he ripped off 12 assists in a three-game stretch. His average is solid. And now that Siakam is gone, they're going to need more from him. More usage, more facilitating. Emmanuel Quickly. Over five and a half assists, minus 105. Over six and a half assists, plus 165. Those are your two pizza monies for tonight. Hey, don't forget, tune in NBA action tonight. Timberwolves hosting the Grizzlies. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Breaking news. Mike McCarthy remaining in Dallas. I think they viewed it as him winning 12 games in three straight seasons. And even though there's only one playoff win to show for it, they thought, you know what? We're going to run it back. See if we can make it work. They get bounced one and done. I am very, very surprised that he did not make a move at the top. And now I'm curious, does he extend Mike McCarthy or does he make him, as he did with Jason Garrett, prove it this year on a lame duck contract? You got to go lame duck. I'm never in favor of that. No, we're lame ducking this sucker. That's what we're doing. Because I cannot hand an extension to Mike McCarthy right now. Absolutely not. Double down, make it worse? No, absolutely not. So the Brandon Staley approach. Yeah, so the pre-fired, as you put it earlier. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) Kevin Clark's. It it, It is such a great line. No one has ever been more pre-fired than Mike McCarthy is heading in the next season. Carlin versus Joe, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Greg in Texas, been patient. He's on ESPN Radio. Greg, what do you got, dude? What's going on, fellas? Hey, I want to be you guys like you all on the the, uh, the award you all got for the Pick'em Challenge. Oh. Um, but I will say I will say it's kind of unfair to have Joe Fortenball on your team. It's kind of like having Tom Brady as your quarterback. That's a great analogy. Thank you. That is a fantastic analogy. I've often thought of myself in that regard. I just never said it out loud. It's good someone else put that on the record. And I am hoping to be Dion Branch in this equation, in that I will earn a lot of money riding off of his back. 
uh, yeah, and and all that being said, I'm sure y'all can disagree with what I'm about to say. Uh, but it's, it's my take, my kind of what I've been thinking about since the past couple of days. I've been also thinking about the coaching scenario going on in Dallas. Coming from a diehard fan, I was there at the game. I was uh, traumatized by what I saw, and I couldn't really put my finger on it. It didn't make no sense at all. It was like night and day watching these guys from what they did in regular season and postseason. Um, all that being said, uh, I questioned myself, what, what do you do with a coach? And as crazy as this sounds, I am all for keeping Mike McCarthy. reason is because I look at it from Jerry's point of view, right, at his age. Um, it's kind of hard to reestablish chemistry and uh, that trust factor with your players and being that that's already instilled with the organization. Um, it's something that I feel like they can take on and get better, right? We, we got to we gotta analyze this and step back and say, hey, well, this is technically Mike's first year of calling plays. He did a pretty good job. Won the division, got into the playoffs. Listen, all of that is true. Uh, Dak had an incredible year this year, and a lot of the credit has to go to Mike McCarthy. There's no doubt that he took a major step forward. But again, I'll point to him in the postseason. Dak screwed it up, too. He was a big part of what happened the other day. It, it That was a joint collapse by the integral parts of the Dallas Cowboys the other day. The defensive coordinator, the head coach, the quarterback, all played a major role in what went wrong. So I can't sit here and tell you that they're going to be right back there next year and the status quo is good when you had so many good answers out there, whether it's Belichick, whether it's Vrabel, whether it's even Harbaugh for Pete's sake. I wonder how many were either up for it or maybe somehow heard from Dallas and turned it down. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is up for any other job other than the Chargers. And that doesn't mean the other teams don't want him. I think that deal's going down. I'm going to well, let's let's I'm going to throw that out there right now. This is just connecting of the dots, okay? Mm-hmm. Harbaugh got his coaching start with the Raiders. A young scout at the time, I think he was an intern, was Ed Dodds. Ed Dodds is currently the assistant general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. Ed has just interviewed with the Chargers for their general manager position. Jim Harbaugh is the type of guy who's probably going to have a lot of say in the organization. Mm -hmm. And when he does, the general manager is going to have to be his guy. Jim and Ed work together with the Raiders. Hmm. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if Ed's getting this interview because Ed's getting this job because Jim's about to come on board with the Chargers. Mark it down that you heard it here. That's the official call. Are you on board with this? I don't want to put your name on it if you're not. No, I'll be with you. Official call of Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. Harbaugh to the Chargers. Now. Not reporting it. Not reporting it. Wildly speculating it with some interesting dot connecting. Yes. Irresponsibly speculating it. Yeah, wildly irresponsible. Very very comfortable with that. But credit to Chargers because we got a little breaking news and they are covering all their bases, certainly. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. Today they are interviewing former Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe it's the little cat and mouse game since Harbaugh went and interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. Well, uh, with this, he the Falcons and the Seahawks are also interested in talking and meeting with Mike Vrabel per Adam Schefter. Seahawks? I got to believe he's going to end up in Seattle at this point. That's where you think the best fit is for Vrabel? It feels like it at the moment. What happened to Dan Quinn? He's still in the mix there, but I mean, 
who would you rather have? Like if, if Vrabel. I, if, oh, I'd rather have Vrabel. I don't want Dan Quinn. I've seen Dan Quinn as a head coach, and here's what happened. Dan Quinn had a really great year in Atlanta. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They lost the Super Bowl, but we're not going to mock him for that. Then Kyle Shanahan left, and then the Falcons completely fell apart. Shanahan was a huge reason for Atlanta's success. He went to San Francisco. Niners immediately became good. Falcons fell off. I would not be going after Dan Quinn. If I had a shot between him and Vrabel, it'd be Vrabel. Let's hit Michael in Virginia next on ESPN Radio. Michael, what do you think, bud? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Um, since, since 6 o'clock this morning, all I've heard is Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and uh, the coach. That's all Jerry wants is his name on the radio you got all these other teams that's playing for a Super Bowl title, and that's all y'all talk about. And Jerry Jones is like the guy in the song, uh, Casey Jones. He's driving the train right oh. over the cliff. <laughs> Minus the you-know-what in the middle of that. <laughs> Thanks exactly. for leaving that one part out. Very uh, yeah. savvy. And the thing I'd say about that, though, Michael, is what's better for business? Winning a championship or being all the talk about how you're screwing it up? I would argue winning a championship right now for the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys are pretty good at business. Yeah, <laughs> they. It's, I mean, they know he's right in the sense that they know how to be in the news. But yeah. the news puts the bullseye on your back. That's why when we got the call earlier about you know how come Tomlin and the Steelers who haven't won a playoff game in what is it five years? How come they don't get the same heat? Uh, they don't get the same heat because they don't talk. Yeah, they well, don't talk. They just go about their business. This is what I was going to say. What's better for winning? Focusing on being right in the news and getting the attention or is it actually just doing it in a better way because for a long time there have been plenty of losing teams that have been more focused on getting attention than anything else like i'll look at the new york jets they were more focused for the longest time on making sure that they won the tabloid wars in new york city and that's not you know that the daily news and the new york post aren't things anymore but where am i going to get the most heat you know, and that's why they have not been, that's a reason why they have not been as successful. Woody Johnson was more focused on that kind of thing. Those guys, those guys who are focused on that are not interested in winning. They think they can do both. How about you do one first? That'd be nice. Pick Car one. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is a monster week for the presumptive MVP. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
in the AFC. The top seed, the Ravens hosting the Texans. There's no one with more pressure than Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Jackson pumps, throws back in, so Graham caught! Touchdown! You can throw as many things at Lamar as you want to, but he finds a way to make plays. Lamar Jackson, he's about to be a two-time MVP. This is the best team he's had. With that kind of pressure, people are now waiting. Lamar's got to get to the AFC Championship. He's a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Houston. Very confident. Very, very confident. Extremely confident. We're going to get to the Ravens and the Texans in just a few moments, but we open things up with Brian Billick, the former NFL head coach and, of course, coach of the Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens back in Super Bowl 35. He joins us right now. Uh, coach, it's Chris Carlin alongside Joe Fortenbaugh on ESPN Radio. We appreciate a few minutes. Let, let's start here, though. We've been spending a lot of time uh, talking about the Dallas Cowboys today and the decision to bring back Mike McCarthy. Your take on that decision. Well, I think it's a good decision by, by uh, Jerry Jones. I mean, Mike McCarthy, they've been successful. Obviously, huge decision. <laughs> surprising loss to the Packers last weekend, but but this was a good football team, uh, particularly at home, very productive offensively, um, struggled at times defensively, uh, but I think Jerry Jones wisely recognized that, that making a change at the head coaching position isn't necessarily going to change the fortunes. Uh, it's not like it's going to make them better offensively or better defensively. Dan Quinn's doing a good job. Um, they just have to to step up to the responsibilities of being one of the top teams in the NFL. Uh, and and uh, I applaud Jerry Jones for not making the change because I don't know that it would have made a whole lot of difference. All right, devil's advocate. You win 12 games three years in a row. Uh, they have not gotten over the hump. Uh, there's the knock that, yes, he has won a Super Bowl. It was with Aaron Rodgers, and that's a long time ago now at this point. And that's an organization that's ready to win right now. Is there something to the notion that certain coaches can get you to a certain level and then you need somebody else to come in and kind of close the deal? I don't think that's the case. I mean, not that that doesn't happen. And that uh, that new that little bit of a tweak, that, that little bit of change in focus, uh, um, a, a new coach coming in and, and gives you that spark, certainly you can look at that. There's any number of examples of that. Um, but but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen, and it goes on the premise that Mike McCarthy all of a sudden doesn't know how to win the big games. I don't think that's the case. Uh, at the end of the day, they didn't play as well, uh, whether that was part of their preparation, their focus, whether it's just Green Bay and uh, uh, and Jordan just got hot. Um, you know, I think it's more that. I mean, you can, you can flip through these coaches all you want uh, and, and thinking it's going to change, but obviously the culture that they have there, uh, the players believing in what they're doing, believe in Mike McCarthy. I think Jerry Jones sees that. And to make change, just to make change and, and think that that's going to be an impetus to put you over the top. Um, you know, Tom Landry didn't win a championship for a long, long time. And 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 they question, well, is that the case? And could he not get there? And uh, so I think he did the right thing in staying with Mike McCarthy because I don't know. And who else are you going to bring in that all of a sudden is going to change that direction? I You know, Bill Belichick, I just don't see that marriage between Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick any better than it was between Jerry Jones and uh, and Bill Parcells. So, uh, you know, I think it's a good move on Dallas's part. Coach, similar situation in Philadelphia. A lot of wins for Nick Sirianni over the last few years, but just a disastrous outcome at the end of the season over the last six weeks and then the playoffs. 
what would you do there in Philadelphia? And and in addition to that, any idea what went wrong in Philadelphia? I mean, there are losses, and then there are just teams that completely fall apart. Yeah, it was head-scratching. I, I'm, I was one of those that thought, okay, they'll get in the playoffs and kind of regroup and tap into that pedigree and show up like the team that was 10-1 and one to start the season. Uh, but particularly on the defensive side of the ball. They just they just didn't believe in what they were doing. You could tell the players just don't believe in what they're doing. So that's obviously job one. They've got to make the changes defensively with a new coordinator, a new system, and, and get an identity of who they are defensively. Um, they didn't have that this year. Offensively, Jalen Hurst, I mean, they're good. they've got a good offense. Obviously, he was banged up a little bit, maybe more than we knew. Uh, but they, too, carried themselves like a team that just, didn't believe in what they were doing. The players apparently believe in Nick Sirianni. He's got to make the changes with the coaching staff. The difficult thing there is, particularly in a place like Philadelphia, is that the negativity with with the, the, the naysayers in Philadelphia between now and that first win uh, in 2024, um, that's a lot to carry around. And and it will even if you start out well and and play well and win games it's going to be a mentality of, okay, well, we'll see what happens when we get to the playoffs. Uh, so it's like it's never enough. And that negativity, that's a lot to carry around. It's Brian Billick, the Super Bowl-winning head coach with the Baltimore Ravens, joining us right now on Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. All right, Ravens, number one seed. Uh, Lamar Jackson is probably going to win his second MVP here. But we know hasn't had the greatest success in the postseason uh, will it be different? Why will it be different for him this year? Well, they're, they're as complete a team as he's been on in terms of offense, defense, ability to run the ball, throw the ball. They're throwing the ball better. Uh, uh, but clearly, their ability to run the ball, and that means Lamar, is the core of what they're doing. Um, they're going to face some pretty good quarterbacks. You know, Obviously, uh, uh, when you look at C.J. Stroud and what he's doing, magnificent uh, year, uh, great playoff game. And then the winner, they're going to play either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen in a championship game, if indeed they get past the Texans. So, you know, they're going to face some pretty stiff competition, uh, but they're going to do it at home. They're very confident right now, as you heard in that clip. Uh, they really believe, and, 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 and Lamar believes, that uh, he's not buying into or thinking about the playoff losses that went before uh, the injuries that he had last year. This is a very confident team that is rested. They're getting Mark Andrews back. Uh, I got a feeling they're going to play very well at home against the Texans. Coach, one last one for you. A little sports radio topic we've all been kicking around at ESPN this week. Lamar Jackson, as you just mentioned, one in three lifetime in the postseason. A little bit of pressure as the one seed here. Josh Allen in Buffalo, big arm, big career, but he hasn't gotten it done against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. Which guy do you think's under a little bit more pressure this year in the playoffs? Oh, they're all under pressure, and they all they all recognize that, even though they say they don't think about it and they don't feel it. Of course they do, because the expectation, because they're both spectacular players, as is Patrick Mahomes playing with the pressure now, because what everybody's talking about, well, he's never had to win a, a road game in the playoffs. I don't know that that's that big a deal. They're great players. Um, it, it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, in the Kansas City-Buffalo uh, uh, game, the Bills' defense is the biggest concern I have. They've not been as tough as the Chiefs are running around playing aggressive. They've played well. Certainly Kansas City's not as explosive as they have been, but they're running the ball particularly well. Excuse me, they're a more physical team uh, and, and, and one that can go on the road 
now, uh, regardless of whatever the weather is. And But the Buffalo Bills defense is maybe the biggest concern for me. So there's probably more pressure there than there is on these quarterbacks because they know what it is. They know that's the expectation. They expect to win. And uh, uh, But they're used to that kind of pressure. It's Brian Billick with us. Coach, tell us about what you're doing with Signal Relief. Yeah, it's an amazing product. Made aware of them about six months ago. And, you know, I spent a lifetime working with thousands of players dealing with that what I call prohibitive pain. You know, that pain that happens during the course of the season to get you back on the game. And likewise, the countless doctors, orthopedic surgeons like that, that are, you know, tell you that motion is lotion, that the best way to rehab that is to get back in the game to keep working through it. Well, Signal Relief, this is an amazing product. It's, it's not an icy patch. It's not a TENS unit. It's no chemicals. Uh, you don't plug anything in. This is a patch that works off the electrical system in your body that, that blocks the pain receptors from the point of uh, impact to the brain. It, I would like to say put it between the brain and the pain, and it allows you then to continue to get that motion, to supply that lotion, and that, that really is where the therapy comes from. It, it's reusable for a year, so it's very cost-effective. I like it because you put it where you need it. If I'm on the golf course, 18 holes, afterwards, that thing's going on my lower back. If I get out of the pool, it's my shoulder and my upper back. You put it where you need it. It's reusable. Uh, and if it doesn't work for you, it's 100% back guarantee. It's something you need to check out, signalrelief.com, and you put in promo code COACH, you get 20% back. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks very much. All right. Brian Billick, former head coach of the Ravens. Is he – What's he doing with the phone at the end? He's making plays. He's probably yeah. lifting weights right now. <laughs> lifting weights, talking, lifting some more weights. I just had that image of somebody talking to us and getting jacked at the same yeah. time. <laughs> All right, idiots. Let's get this over with. Uh, it's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Is Lamar Jackson going to have his best target back on the field? We'll tell you. The very latest next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. There's no one with more pressure than Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Very confident. Very, very confident. Lamar steps up, throws, and it's oh. caught down the sideline. It hops into the end zone. Extremely confident. He's the leader that we need him to be. He's the player that we need him to be. CJ fakes the gift, steps out to his right, throws deep, and he wants Dalton Schultz. Has him! Rock and roll! Touchdown, Houston! We have complete confidence in ourselves, so we're not really worried about what everybody else had to say. You know, because of Lamar and CJ, I'll be honest, it, it might be the game that I'm looking most forward to this weekend. The Raven game. Yes. First one out of the shoot. Texans Ravens Saturday afternoon on By ESPN. Way, classic, classic Texans getting that opening spot. Yep. That's what they do. They own it. They open the wild card in the uh, divisional weekend. 4.30 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Deportes. And the good news for Lamar Jackson is is surrounding Mark Andrews, at least 
presumably good news. What is his status for Sunday? I think, you know, it's you know, it's how I feel you know, at the end of the day, but um, you know, just knowing how good this team is, how good our players are, how good our tight ends are, um, you know, if I feel like I'm going to be you know, helpful to the team, I'm going to go. If I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm close but not there, I'll let these guys go and, and hopefully get there next weekend. Now, look, Isaiah likely is a good player, but Mark Andrews takes it to a whole nother level. So if he's ready to go on Saturday, I'm I, I'm not operating under an assumption that it's going to change the point spread at all, but I think it it does affect the Ravens dramatically in a positive way. Fascinating note on the point spread. These two met back in week one in Baltimore, mm. where this game will be played this weekend. Baltimore was a nine and a half point favorite. Right now they're about a nine and a half point favorite. Back then we looked at the Texans as potentially one of the worst teams in the NFL with a quarterback who might be good and a coach who might be good, but they were rookies and it was a long way to go. And yet now we know all this about the Texans, still nine and a half. Granted, the Ravens coming off a okay. bye week, which is an advantage you have to factor in, but that's a little surprising But, to uh, but Can I throw this out there? You had this philosophy last week in regards to the Texans of, you know, a few weeks back, there were two and a half point uh, dogs uh, and – they did not have C.J. Stroud for that game. Yeah. And then two and a half weeks later, or two, a couple of weeks later, two and a half point dogs again with C.J. Stroud, and we saw what happened. And it worked out for us. Exactly. We found the value. Are we thinking the same way? The other way, though, with Baltimore. Yeah. Like, how is it that we know? Well, actually, no. I don't, I think no, I said I'm that saying, wrong. Do, do you think more about taking the nine and a half with Stroud this time around? Well, it's like you were getting nine and a half when you were supposed to be awful. Now you're getting nine and a half again when we know you're good. But this is my point. Does I, it change your mind there at all? The, the the thing is, I haven't really figured out how I want to approach that game yet for a couple reasons. One of them is the historically teams coming off the bye in this spot do not perform well against the spread. So this goes for the 49ers as well. Like it's something like 32, 55, and 3 or something since 2002. Don't quote me on that, but it's close. We talked about that on ESPN Bet Live, which we're back tomorrow, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Eastern. Boom, that's how you plug. We get you set for Wild Card Weekend. We got a show Saturday morning and Sunday morning as well. But the other part of me, one of the tips I've been getting is Ravens' first half. Ravens coming out fresh, coming out scripted, jump on Houston a little bit, and then put Houston in a spot where suddenly it's like the crowd noise. Remember, Houston was at home last week. Now you're outdoors, crowd noise, bad weather. That's Raven football right there. So that's where I see some guys leaning right now, Raven's first half. That might end up in pizza money tomorrow. Hang tight. We'll get Just back maybe. to you. Carlin versus Joey, SPN Radio. From superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have pounded me all week with the notion that Lamar Jackson is under more pressure than Josh Allen because of his past experience in the postseason it's just one and three and we've documented that chapter and verse so do you expect that to change this week is lamar jackson going to respond to that pressure i think right now lamar jackson's in a position where he has the opportunity to silence a lot of the conversation out there as to who the best quarterbacks are he sometimes gets into that conversation, but not always, right? Like, we have Mahomes-Allen this weekend, which is the focal point. We've seen it on TV all day. Mahomes versus Allen. Can Allen get over the hump? Can Patrick Mahomes win on the road? Is this the new hot quarterback rivalry in the NFL? If you're Lamar Jackson, very quietly, 
Go take care of C.J. Stroud, the young upstart. Go to the AFC Championship game. Host either Allen, who's finally off a postseason win over Mahomes, or host Mahomes, who's the king of the postseason. Take him out. Go win a Super Bowl and plant your flag as the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, people will say, well, no, no, that's still Mahomes. Fine, then it's Mahomes. But plant your flag as the number two guy because now's the time. You've been paid. You've been around a while. You put up great numbers. The only thing missing from that resume for Lamar Jackson, postseason success. I don't think there's a guy out there who has an opportunity to do more for himself than him. I think we are finally at a point where we could be done with any and all Lamar slander if he goes out and he gets it done in the playoffs. I really think that. So I know everyone's looking at Mahomes Allen. I think Mahomes answers it and wins this weekend. Mm -hmm. Then he hosts the AFC Championship game, and I think he's in a great situation to go to the Super Bowl. And I think at that point, he finally takes that next step. Lamar Lamar. does. He finally takes that next step towards getting the the flowers he deserves for how good he really is. All right, to your point previously, and the one that you're beating me over the head with all week. I do think he's under the most pressure, if that's what you're asking. Well, no, but here's why. I'll give you a stat that is pretty tough to take if you are a Lamar Jackson admirer like me. Okay. Do you know that his passer rating decrease from the regular season to the postseason, there is a 30-point difference Yeah, between that. His regular season passer rating in his career, 98, postseason, 68. And 68's a terrible number. 98's pretty strong. Yeah. 68 is terrible. Yeah. He's got a ton of turnovers, too. He's fumbled the ball, I think, 12 times in four postseason he's games. Got, he's got seven turnovers total in in those postseason games and only four total touchdowns. Seven turnovers in four postseason games, and I think he's fumbled like 12 times. Now, that doesn't mean they were all recovered by the other team, but he has fumbled a bunch. He has been very poor. In the playoffs. This is where he rewrites that narrative, though. There are a handful of guys that have gone through history where they couldn't get through. Peyton couldn't break through for the longest time. And then he did. And then that was it. Drew Brees broke through. And then that was it. This is Lamar's opportunity. I don't know if he's ever going to get a better opportunity. You're a one seed. Your team's healthy. Mahomes doesn't have his best arsenal. I don't think Allen's got his best arsenal. They're going to have to knock each other out. You got a game here against a young upstart Houston team that you can take care of in the NFC. You might end up drawing the biggest, baddest team, which is the Niners, who you've already beaten on their home turf. It, it, I say this for I think Kyle Shanahan and Lamar Jackson, those are the two guys that have the most to gain and the most to lose this postseason. So there's always something that shocks you. The Cowboys shocked us last week. Yeah. This week, it would shock me if Lamar Jackson didn't answer the bell and yeah. play big time against the Texans. And then here's one other factor, too. To go back to the point spread thing that we were talking about, listen, Lamar's an amazing player. He's going to be the MVP again, and he has heard all the talk, and he has gotten his contract. It is all out there for him to get it done. But John Harbaugh against rookie quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. When rookie quarterbacks are on the road, they are 2-17. and 17. And I love C.J. Stroud. Now, not all of them have been C.J. Stroud. Some of them have been, you know, Zach Wilson. One or of them was C.J. Stroud back in yeah, week one. Exactly. Two and 17. Woof. Okay. Woof. I'll tell you, I am super excited for that game, though, because you have got two dynamic quarterbacks. That is going. That could be the next big one. Woo. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app.
Carlin versus Joe podcast.